Welcome back to this continuing series on National Anthems, the worst songs in the world. My name is David Pate. I'm a broadcaster, writer and journalist in Halifax, Nova Scotia. We're working our way through the alphabetic progression of anthems, still on the letter B. When you're the leader of a country, and a bit of a musician, and you want a new national anthem, it's pretty obvious who you'll pick to do the job. Thomas Sankara led a military coup in Upper Volta in 1983. He decided the country needed to shed a name associated with French colonial rule. He picked the name Burkina Faso, which translates as Land of the Honest Men. And he also picked a new national anthem, one he wrote himself. The new anthem was much more revolutionary and anti-colonial than the one it replaced, paying tribute to the heroic struggle against neo-colonialism and humiliating bondage. It also features the usual revolutionary call for country or death. Somewhat strangely, no one is entirely sure who wrote the music, although it's often credited to Sankara himself. Given that the president was a music lover who played guitar in a jazz band, it seems likely that he did supply the tune. Sankara wasn't president for long. He was assassinated in 1987, but his anthem remains. Our final anthem in the B column comes from Burundi. Despite being a colony first of Germany and then Belgium, the country adopted an anthem that wasn't written in a colonial language. It was written in Karundi by a group headed by a Catholic priest with music supplied by another priest. 
So it's no surprise that God does make an appearance, but not until almost the end of the song. Father Mark Barangaibo was asked to compose the anthem's music after a song he wrote for a bishop's ordination caught the ear of the Prime Minister. The young priest took just a week to write the tune, which he described as an almost mystical experience. Shortly before his death, he told an interviewer, I let myself be transported by these words, and I created the notes. The anthem was adopted in 1962 and survives unchanged. Staying in Africa, we head next to Cabo Verde. Its anthem, Song of Freedom, is a relatively new one, adopted in 1996. The anthem it adopted at independence from Portugal in 1974 was also shared with Guinea-Bissau, because of a push to make one nation out of the two colonies. That didn't happen, so eventually Cabo Verde went its own way. The current anthem was composed by well-known musician Adalberto Silva, known as Betu, with lyrics by one of the country's leading politicians, Amokar Spencer Lopez. But Spencer Lopez also has some serious literary credentials as a writer, so he wasn't just handed the anthem gig. And his anthem certainly waxes poetic with lines like, Hope is as big as the sea which embraces us. As we've seen many times, countries born from revolution tend to favour bloodthirsty anthems glorifying the fight for freedom. Countries ruled by powerful monarchs prefer anthems that praise the king or queen, which is hardly surprising because if the king asks you to compose an anthem, you're going to take the most reliable route and make the song about them. Classic example, God Save the King. Our next country followed a similar path. The opening lines of Cambodia's anthem are, Heaven protects our king and gives them happiness and glory. The music came first, written in the 1930s and based on a folk tune. The lyrics were added in 1941. of course suffers from the obvious problem that if your anthem is about the king and then you dump the king then your anthem goes too. That's what happened in 1970 when the monarchy was abolished. Decades of turmoil followed. The march of the Khmer Republic became the anthem until the Khmer Rouge began its reign of terror in 1976. Thank you. 
It's estimated the Khmer Rouge killed about 2 million of their own people in just three years. So it's hardly surprising that the main theme of its anthem was blood. Bright scarlet blood flooded over the towns and plains of our motherland. The overthrow of the Khmer Rouge brought another anthem, although many countries refused to recognize the new communist government. Just what anthem you sang for the next few years depended on your politics. It didn't settle down until 1993 when the country restored the monarchy and brought back the original anthem. After so much horror, the line, like a rock, the Khmer race is eternal, must have felt reassuring to a recovering nation. While most modern national anthems were specifically created for their countries, some have more interesting origins. Like Cameroons, which was originally a school project aimed at expressing hope for the future of the country. Three classmates wrote the song in 1928, and it proved so popular it was performed at other schools, eventually becoming the national anthem after independence from France in 1957. The original song was in French, but after the country absorbed a neighboring British colony, the anthem got an official English version. The French lyrics also got a bit of a rewrite to remove references to barbarism and savagery. It's interesting to note the parallels with another anthem that has English and French versions, which is the next song in our alphabetic list. But first, note the opening words of Cameroon's anthem. That's the same in both the country's official languages, and it's also true of Canada's. But after those opening words, the anthems of both Cameroon and Canada are completely different in French and English. Canada's anthem was originally written in 1880 as a French-Canadian patriotic song. It didn't get much attention in English Canada until 20 years later when it was performed during a royal visit. The music was a hit and many different English versions were proposed. It took decades and parliamentary hearings before the final words were adopted and then changed in 2018 to include women. The French lyrics, however, remain unchanged, along with their robust Christian references to an arm that knows how to carry a cross and wield a sword. Call to the cross, 
Many Canadians don't realize they actually have two completely different anthems sung to the same tune. We head back across the Atlantic for our next anthem from the Central African Republic. Oh, Centrafrique, au berceau des The composer of La Renaissance is a rarity. Hébert Pepper was a French songwriter and ethnomusicologist who wrote the music for two national anthems despite not being a citizen of either country. We'll hear his music for Senegal's anthem later. The words for La Renaissance were written by the country's first prime minister. He died in a plane crash believed by many to have been caused by a bomb. His song calls on the people to break tyranny's hold, but the hopes for a rebirth were quickly dashed by a series of dictators and even a brief period with a self-declared emperor. The country remains mired in a lengthy civil war, but the anthem adopted in 1960 Many former French colonies were strongly influenced by the Catholic Church, so it's no surprise that priests played a big role in shaping the new countries through writing anthems, including our next country, Chad. Some teachers at a Jesuit-run high school learned that the soon-to-be-independent nation needed a national anthem, they turned it into a school project. Two Jesuits got the credit for the words and music, but the lyrics were worked on by the entire class. Like many anthems, the version sung today is much shorter than the original, which had four verses, so we don't get to hear the lines about students studying without fear to defeat ignorance and evil. A nice little nod to the schoolboys who helped write it. Our final anthem in this episode takes us back to South America and Chile.
anthem is actually the country's second pick. The first anthem was adopted in 1819, shortly after the War of Independence against Spain, which explains the many references to the Spanish as vile despots, tyrants and monsters. It didn't take long for people to start feeling a little embarrassed about the lyrics, so a new anthem was commissioned. The music came first, with the words added in 1847. The opening line noted the change in attitudes, saying, The bloody fight has ceased, and yesterday's invader is now our brother. But the song sung today is actually the fifth verse of that six-stanza poem, which doesn't mention fighting, and focuses instead on the beauty of the country from sea to snow-covered mountains. The chorus, though, reminds any potential invaders that the country will either be the tomb of the free or a refuge from oppression. Next up, we work our way through the rest of the countries beginning with C as we continue with the worst songs in the world. 